0: a brand new massive expansion for no man's sky was released today thoroughly proving that a video game can overcome a terrible launch good morning good thursday morning to you i'm shane satterfield from sifted and this is good morning gaming for april 14th 2022 the show is in our patrons' feeds bright and early, every weekday morning. If you'd like to get the show the way it's intended in a podcast feed, head to patreon.com sifted and drop us a pledge. The show is free on YouTube for everyone else. You can find our flagship show, Game Face, by searching your favorite podcast service. Please give the show a review if you can. So today, a gigantic new update for No Man's Sky. Not only was announced, but it was also released. It's called Sky Outlaws. This latest update lets you become a space pirate, and smuggle goods, recruit wingmen, and much more. It also revamps space combat, adds the first new class of starship since before the pandemic, and so much more. Who could have ever seen this coming back in 2016, when the game launched and everybody wanted Hello Game Sean Murray's head on a pike? While it managed to deliver a massive procedurally generated galaxy with thousands of planets and creatures... Players were angry that there was no multiplayer, the gameplay was repetitive, and it seemed to lack any sort of overt story or goals to achieve. No one would have blamed the studio for polishing up what was there and moving on, but that's not what happened. At all. After admitting that the studio fed into the ridiculously ambitious marketing, and ultimately the game failed to deliver on those promises, Hello Games went back to work. Since then, the game has received multiple free major content updates that have rectified the previously missing features. Multiplayer, surface vehicles, base building, space fleet management, cross-platform play, virtual reality support, they've all been added since. There was the Foundation update, the Pathfinder update, the Atlas Rises update, Next, Beyond, Origins, and on and on. Now we're getting this new Sky Outlaws update, and it's no less substantial than the others now six years on from release. It's impressive and kind of astounding, to be honest. It's also a masterclass in how to revive a dead game. The studios behind Marvel's Avengers and Anthem should take note. Both games could have been similarly rescued, but it appeared that all the post launch decisions were made around the economy and finances of the games instead of just getting them right. All the updates to No Man's Sky have been free, and they've been substantial. With Marvel's Avengers and Anthem, it always seemed like we were getting half-baked promises and then even less baked deliverables. If you're trying to curry back the favor of fans, No Man's Sky is how you do it. Once the fans are back on board, Then you can start thinking about ways to create content that can generate more revenue. But you have to win back. Their hearts and minds first. Hello Games Rehab Project has been so successful that it also announced today that it started work on yet another impossibly ambitious game. It claims that most people would think it couldn't be built with a 1,000-person team. Rewind back to 2016 and the launch of No Man's Sky... And this announcement would be laughable. Imagine if I told you a month after this game released in 2016 that in 2022, Hello Games would say something like this, that it's going to work on a game that most people think would take a thousand men to create. You'd laugh me out of the room, call me crazy, but after what the studio has done to No Man's Sky Post launch, it actually has me confident that Hello Games can actually deliver on this ambitious new project. It has changed my mind, not only about No Man's Sky, but also about the capabilities of Hello Games. You think Bioware would like something like that right about now? It sure would. So, if you launch a game and it falls on its face, it's not game over. If you respect your customers and you're honest with them and work hard, you can actually turn things around. It's the games and studios that focus on the bottom line first that are generally doomed for good. And now for a couple more stories from the top of your SIFs. In one of the all-time most embarrassing gaffes in... a period of a few years that has been filled with embarrassing gaffes, the ESA, the nonprofit in charge of E3, and... The nonprofit that lobbies Congress for laws that are beneficial to the gaming industry forgot to renew the URL for the official E3 website. <laughs> Today, if you went to e3expo.com, there was a message from GoDaddy saying that the URL was up for sale. Now, luckily, GoDaddy provides a 12 day grace period to re-secure URLs. So after the story broke on a couple message boards, and honestly this was not reported by anyone in the press today, but after it hit social media and hit a couple message boards, the ESA was alerted to its huge mistake and it went and re-reserved the URL and now the E3 website is back up. Otherwise, if it weren't for social media and these message boards though, anyone could have bought the url the esa has spent decades driving e3 traffic to you could have snatched it up and then approached the esa and told them hey i want tons of money for this url and there's nothing the esa could have done who is running that organization it has just been one blunder after another while i do not think that you can just get rid of the esa entirely It needs new leadership, it needs fresh blood, it needs people there who are a little bit younger and understand how the modern internet works. Embarrassing. A digital-only QuakeCon is happening this year. It will run from August 18th to the 20th, but in bigger news, Bethesda has committed to an in-person event in 2023. It's also great to see that the publisher, after being purchased by Microsoft, will still have its annual fan convention. Quote, like you, we're disappointed to not return to Dallas this year. An event of this size requires months of planning, and in this case, we had to make decisions when there was still too much uncertainty to commit to successfully executing an in-person QuakeCon. We're committed to returning with our full in-person festival in 2023, and already looking forward to reconnecting with friends, a massive BYOC packed with your latest custom PC creations, our wild contests and tons of great new games and hardware for attendees to try out, Bethesda said. It did not offer any details on what the digital event in August will entail. The office of California Governor Gavin Newsom is being accused of meddling in the Activision Blizzard sexual assault case in a way that would benefit the company's management. A California state lawyer, Melanie Proctor, says the governor's office fired her boss when he attempted to protect the independence of the DFEH the organization investigating the claims. Proctor has now resigned in protest. Aaron Mellon, communications director for the governor's office, said that, quote, Claims of interference by our office are categorically false. The governor's office will continue to support DFEH in their efforts to fight all forms of discrimination and protect Californians, end quote. Just two weeks ago, Activision Blizzard reached an $18 million settlement with the state. The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Complete Edition for PS5 and Xbox Series consoles has been delayed to an unannounced date. CD Projekt Red is bringing the remaining development of the next-gen upgrade in-house, and it's not quite sure just how much work is left, thus the unannounced new date. The next-gen versions of this classic RPG were supposed to release any month now. While just speculation, many are wondering if the work is being brought back in-house because the project was being handled by Sabre Interactive studio in St. Petersburg, Russia. Obviously, CD Projekt Red might have reservations working with the studio, given current world events. Both Sony and Nintendo are reworking how they handle auto-renews of subscription products like PlayStation Plus and Nintendo Switch Online. The changes are in response to an investigation by the UK's Competition and Markets Authority. Microsoft opted in January to get ahead of its findings, and roll out changes to Xbox Live Gold and Game Pass worldwide. Sony will now contact subscribers who aren't using its services to make sure they want to stay subscribed, instead of just continually auto-renewing their subscriptions. Meanwhile, auto-renew has been turned off as the default on Nintendo Switch Online. With the big changes coming to PlayStation Plus in the coming months, it's a good time for Sony to make these changes. The Competitions and Markets Authority stated that other industries should take heed and follow suit. If you're a big WWE fan, there's no doubt that you've been keeping your eye on the scrappy startup wrestling league, AEW. Well, a video game based on the property is coming in September. Titled AEW Fight Forever, it's under development at Ukes. If you're a wrestling video game fan, you know the studio. It's responsible for some of the better WWE games released under the THQ banner, but it's also responsible for some of the later, more average releases. However, it was not the studio behind the disastrous WWE 2K20. Studio head Lorne Lanning is claiming that Oddworld Soulstorm's PlayStation Plus deal was devastating for his studio. In an interview with Xbox Expansion Pass, he said that due to the small installed base of the PS5 at the time, he expected just 50 to 100k free downloads of the PS5 version of his puzzle platformer, while it was free on PlayStation Plus. But then, the game was delayed by several months, which meant the PS5 installed base grew drastically, and ultimately, 4 million copies were downloaded instead. Of course, every download doesn't necessarily mean that it's a lost sale, especially for a game that didn't review especially well. But following its release on PC and PlayStation consoles in April 2021, Soulstorm went on to launch on Xbox in November. Landing, however, did not disclose how the game's sales compared on Xbox. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll tackle today's boss fight. Welcome to today's boss fight where I tackle random topics that may or may not be related to video games. If you spend a good bit of time on the internet or engaged with video game twitter, you've undoubtedly heard reports the last few weeks of Xbox Series X remaining in stock for quite some time after being restocked at major retailers. While it's still eventually selling out, the consoles aren't being snatched up in five minutes like they used to be. One recent restock at Walmart lasted a couple days. Restocks are also more frequent of late, denoting that either production or shipping-slash-supply chain issues have been somewhat resolved. Xbox's Phil Spencer stated in February that he believed Xbox Series X would remain in short supply until at least June, but it appears that that timetable has been expedited a bit. So Xbox Series is readily in stock at digital retailers, but what does that really say about its business? If you listen to Spencer, everything is going about as well as it could be. He claims that Xbox Series X and S systems continue to sell faster than any previous generation of Microsoft consoles. But, an analyst from Nico Partners, Daniel Ahmad, claims that Microsoft ended 2021 with its Xbox Series family of devices reaching cumulative sell-through of 10.3 million units. Or, on par with the previous generation Xbox One cycle. Financial consulting firm Ampere claims that cumulative sell-through for Series S was actually ahead of Series X at the end of 2021 because Microsoft was able to manufacture more of the lower-powered console. So a lot of this is anecdotal evidence, but there's one thing that does not lie or mislead, and that's the market. And the market to look at for a true clue on how things are going is the resale market on places like eBay. Right now, Xbox Series X consoles are selling on eBay from just $550 to $570. Now for reference, after tax, I paid $547 for mine from Amazon. So they're basically going for retail price. One thing's for sure, the days of making money flipping the console on eBay are over. Meanwhile, the PS5 is still selling for 750 and up. As of today, the PS5 has roughly sold 18 million units, while the Xbox Series X has sold, again, roughly 13 million. So it's not quite the 2 to 1 ratio that many had expected, but it's still a healthy lead. Some reports suggest that it's a dead heat between the two consoles in the US, but again, the resale market tells an entirely different story. Could Xbox be manufacturing more consoles than Sony? That's possible, but unlikely. Both consoles use similar components from AMD, and it would be anti-competitive for the company to favor one or the other. So it's doubtful that there are more Xbox Series X units in the channels, therefore lowering the price on the resale market. It's more likely that the demand for Xbox Series X is simply less than that of the PS5. Does this really matter? It's a tough call because Microsoft stopped sharing a lot of Xbox data years ago when the numbers weren't especially flattering. You might assume that if things improved drastically with Xbox Series X, it would change this stance, but that's no sure thing. Microsoft measures success differently now with Game Pass being its primary metric, and Game Pass works on PC and a bunch of other devices, though I do struggle to see this functionality impeding console sales this much just yet. I think generally, Generation 9 console sales are going according to most expectations, minus the lack of supply due to the pandemic. While many expected PS5 to outsell Xbox Series 2 to 1, that hasn't exactly happened, but most visible metrics point to demand for PS5 far outstripping the competition. So, when supply constraints are no longer an issue, perhaps it does hit that 2 to 1 benchmark. But one thing's for sure. All three platform holders are doing amazingly well with entirely different strategies and it appears that the market will be able to support them all. And that's good news for all of us. Thanks for listening to Good Morning Gaming. I appreciate every single one of you who listens to GMG. I'm Shane Satterfield. Follow me on Twitter at DinFire and follow Sifted at Sifted Games. And while you're there, head on over to patreon.com sifted and drop us a pledge. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode, but until then, make sure you seize today because there will never be another.